But Sally Murphy is in for the rural news now. Kia ora, um, Pamo's profits are down. Kia ora Charlotte. Yes, the state-owned farming company, also known as Landcorp, has reported a half-year net operating profit of $3 million. That's down from $15 million for the same time last year. Chief Executive Mark Leslie says there are a few reasons behind the drop. We had a slow start in many parts of the country from a productivity perspective, but we've also seen the benefit of that now with with the grass that's been pushed through into the summer, so we'll catch up some of that. But equally, like all farmers have faced across New Zealand, we've seen the downward pressure on land prices, um, milk milk prices considerably back from their, their peaks of $9 plus. So, yeah, a combination of livestock, combination of prices, and we're still seeing the high pressure from costs and the likes of um, interest rates and that, that we all face have still not come back. So a combination of, of drivers. Mr Leslie says with tighter margins, the budgets for Pamu's 110 farms have been reviewed. Like everybody, we've we've definitely focused heavily on our capital expenditure and making sure that we are we're making the right decisions in that space. So making some savings, but equally making sure we invest as appropriate. But then on the expenditure side, yeah, we are looking like everybody at, the, at every line item, making sure we are optimising our fertiliser spend and making those active decisions every day. Mark Leslie says the outlook for Pamu's full-year result is looking brighter thanks to rising dairy prices. Its full-year profit forecast has lifted from between $1 and $10 million to between $9 and $19 million. To other news, a North Canterbury farm consultant says he can't recall a summer with so many sporadic outbreaks of significant rural fires. Jeff Dunham says farms in the region look brown and dry, but not grey. He says there's more long dry grass compared to some summers, ready fuel for a spark. It's not massively long pastures, but it is, it's not deep to the ground, so there's a bit of cover which is allowing some of these outbreaks of sporadic fires to occur and take hold. Um, early to mid-spring was poor, actually. It was cold and late. But when it did come, it was quite a good late spring. And I think that gave us a reasonable cover going into summer. And we had a couple of early showers on them early summer. And even though it's gone dry now, we haven't had much rain now, that cover has come through from that sort of late spring, early summer. Jeff Dunham says there's also extra foliage on roadsides this year, which creates a conundrum for farmers as leaving it is a fire risk, but mowing it means possible sparks. With demand for lamb in China still soft, New Zealand meat companies are sending more to Europe, even sending some by air to ensure it gets there in time for Easter. Just over 24,000 tonnes of lamb was exported in January. Nearly 8,000 tonnes went to China. AgriHQ Mal Crowd says... AgriHQ senior analyst Mal Crowd says that's two and a half thousand tonnes below the five-year average for the month. With that demand and pricing lacklustre at best into China, New Zealand exporters have turned some of their attention back to our more traditional markets, and demand from Europe has continued its upward trend for at least the fifth consecutive month. Uh, I think New Zealand ships just under 6,000 tonne of lamb there in January. Now nearly 3,000 tonne of that was chilled lamb, which was the largest volume in over a year. And on that basis, the EU absorbed over 73% of the total volume that was shipped chilled from New Zealand shores last month. Now, February is typically the largest month for chilled export lamb, um, but as Easter is 
uh, 10 days earlier this year, the chilled shipments actually set sail a bit sooner, although there still was a focus on chilled production earlier this month. So we still expect to see reasonable volumes uh, of chilled lamb when those export stats are out next month. That's Mel Crowed. After several reports of increased lameness amongst adult stags, Deer Industry New Zealand is trying to get to the bottom of the issue. The industry group recently held a couple of meetings with farmers where the problem of lameness was brought up. Research manager Emil Murphy says there are a few common causes to lameness, but these cases are different, with a wide range of symptoms including swollen feet, weight loss, overgrown toes and deformed feet. Mr Murphy says with some farmers reporting severe impacts, the industry group has started work with Massey University and VetLife Scientific to get a better understanding of the issue. It's work we're doing in two stages. We completed just after Christmas a a phone survey with a large number of of their farmers just to pick up whether they've had increased lameness in the stags or whether they've seen difference in the lameness that that they had. And from there, we're doing about 100 on-farm interviews with farms, looking more in depth at the animals' uh, conditions on the farms, risk factors that might influence why they get lame. Emil Murphy says they're hoping to have the research results by the middle of the year. Scion researchers are exploring how unmanned aerial vehicles, or drones, can be used in horticulture pest control. They're testing how efficiently and effectively drones, or UAVs, can spray crops, and how they compare to traditional ground or helicopter spraying. Research lead Dr Justin Nern says UAVs could be a new tool in the all-important biosecurity toolkit because they offer a more targeted, less invasive and cheaper option for pest control. A helicopter is far more expensive to use, but can cover a much larger area. So there's, it depends on, on the scale of operation that you want to achieve. But UAVs are certainly coming in and reducing that cost threshold of purchasing a UAV. And the capabilities of UAVs are, are really improving leaps and bounds. So I think there are niche opportunities there and certainly many Farmers and foresters and other people are are definitely looking at at UAVs um, for pest control applications. Um, But there's so many other uses of UAVs as well for remote sensing and the like. And it's certainly a burgeoning area of research and it's definitely going to change the, the face of primary industry. Dr Justin Nern says while drones won't be appropriate for every paddock or site, there's great potential in their use. And that's the rural news for today. Kia pai tora.